0: Hey, how you guys doing? Man, I hope everybody's having a great day. I know I am. Uh, Boy, it has been absolutely crazy lately. I know that you guys have been missing me. I haven't put out a lot of podcast episodes lately. It's been kind of tough. I've been really busy with work and uh, really busy just getting to and from work. We'll talk about all of that later on. Um, But in the meantime, I've got an amazing show for you today. Uh, You are going to love this. So we have been – I've been kind of looking around at different areas of the world to kind of see where I can make some kind of an impact. So I have added a Facebook page now. So if you haven't already, please go like the Facebook page. It's Daily Drives Podcast on Facebook. Not hard. I try to make everything easy for you guys. Um, So that's kind of been what's going on with me. Uh, I'm going to see if we can't blow this thing up, make it bigger than it's ever been. And uh, I'm going to need your help, guys. Truthfully, I'm just going to need your help. So go to the Facebook page, like the page, rate and review. Give me a rating, of course, but make sure you leave a review. A review is very important. Uh, Just take 60 seconds out of your day and talk about your experience with the podcast, what you've learned from it, what you've gained from it, or maybe, uh, how it has helped you in some way. So with that being said, uh, this next segment that's about to start is pre uh, from just a few days ago from a Skype interview that I took. So, uh, take a listen. I'll get back to you guys here at the end to kind of wrap everything up. So guys, we've got something on the show that we've never had before. I'm very excited about it the first time for all of us.
1: Uh, we actually have a
0: guest. That's right. A guest on the show. And, uh, this, uh, this guest is an author. Uh, and she is, uh, an amazing person from the things that I've read about her. Uh, comes from, um, a, a very terrific background of just overcoming adversity. Uh, she's the author of Taming the Titta. And she's also a uh, Democratic candidate for President 2020. Please welcome to the show, Miss Sharman Smith. Welcome, Sharman. Hi. Hi. Thank you, thank you so me. much for being here. I really appreciate it. Well, via thank Skype,
1: that is.
2: Thank <laughs> you. I appreciate you facilitating this meeting via Skype. I really appreciate you giving me an opportunity to speak to you on your show. Thank you so much. Well, I'm looking forward to, you know, you... Uh, having
0: the opportunity to, you know, uh, talk a little bit about yourself and, um, you know, really kind of connect with my audience because, you know, I don't get a, a lot of opportunities to get guests on the show. So when you reached out to me and, and asked if that was a possibility, I thought, you know, I never really thought too much about it before. Uh, so it took us a couple of weeks to connect when we got together. And, and I'm excited to, to get my audience to know who you are, uh, because I personally have, read up a lot about you and if you don't mind um just kind of tell the audience a little bit about yourself about your background
2: much of what i wrote came to pass just not the way that i wrote it and as as it all started to play out in in real life just not as the the positive uniting dream that i i wrote and i shared because i i i believe that I could unite the nation behind the common cause of eradicating pedophilia. And as I started to watch all of Trump and everything play out before me, it became very apparent to me that that this was so much bigger than I was, so much bigger than just a book. And it was like watching my dream turn into a nightmare. I and see. I, I watched the country become more disconnected than ever. The anger, the rage, the violence, the discontent. Oh, I mean, I agree. We were we were uh we were a Tinder box just waiting to blow and it is so much worse than I ever anticipated that it could become. And there there is nothing like watching your dream turn into a nightmare and I'm taking my dream back. <laughs> i like that
1: okay tell,
2: tell thank me more you about that. Yeah. i, I refuse i refuse to believe that there is anything so wrong with this country that it can't be corrected with a little common sense and compassion when i wrote this book, <laughs> and, and i wrote it from the perspective of a republican winning part of that is because i knew republicans would support a female candidate if she was republican Just like I knew Republicans would have supported a black president if he was Republican, because that's the way the Republicans are. And I honestly believe that Republicans were just good, decent, hardworking, caring, compassionate individuals who were just poorly represented by their elected officials. And (laughs) And then Donald Trump showed up. I realized I was wrong. I was naive. I had I had. I had far misinterpreted the Republican Party, and I don't think I am alone when I stand in shock at the things that they have come forward in support of. And finally, I feel like they're showing us their hand. We've known for such a long time there's been this big part of shadow politics, and we've we've talked about the KKK infiltrating the police, and we've talked about this, and we've talked about that, and now we're seeing it on such a massive scale because we have phones and the, the ability to record and share like never before. And I agree. Yeah, that makes it a lot easier to shed light on
0: things that you might not necessarily want to shed the light on, especially if you're an offender of some sort.
2: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the things that I talked about in my book, because, you know, you always try to be metaphorical. And I looked, the way I wrote the book, it spans 45 years. And I look ahead, and then I look back, and I, I tell a very different story. The producer that I'm working with and the screenwriter that I'm working with to turn it into a script were challenged because it's one book, but it's five movies. Oh, my So there is a a lot of opportunity here. I didn't realize what I was doing. The bulk of this book was written through me in a two week period of time where I just bled 300 pages. Oh, wow. And I've, I've always kind of had a reputation for knowing things I couldn't possibly know. And I mean, I even had a boss fire me once because she was convinced I could control the weather. (laughs) But, I mean, I really thought she was crazy, I'll be honest with you. (laughs) Sounds like it. I would have thought the same thing. I would have thought the same thing. But I've always had something about me, and this book is 400 pages of proof. (laughs) I see. I see.
0: So what was the the inspiration uh, behind writing the book to begin with? Was it just... The, the, the dream that you wanted to just put it out on paper. I mean, you said that you, you bled out 300 pages in a very short period of time. So what was the inspiration behind that? What was the really the kicker?
2: Well, you know, it was probably the 2012 election between Obama and Romney. And my husband was like, okay, what's going to happen in 16?" You know, because he'd been around my predictions and my this and that. And I didn't like Romney because his eyes glowed red at me through every TV I saw. I and mean, <laughs> it was just weird. It, and I thought at first, because we were in this little rental while we were waiting on our house to finish being built, I thought maybe it was the old TV and we got a new TV that still had the same issue. So I realized it was me. Oh, my. Um, yeah, and so I told him Hillary was coming in two thousand sixteen and I'm a Democrat and he's a Republican and he said, No, you just don't understand Republicans can't handle Hillary and they can't handle a female president unless it's a Republican period. And so I that's see, not my that, unless yes. it's a
0: Republican period. Okay. Yeah, go on. No, yeah.
2: it's gonna happen. In order for Republicans to support a woman, she's going to have to be a Republican. He said, you got to figure out how to beat them. And I knew that they were screwed because their bench was short. They didn't have anything capable of throwing up against Hillary. And I just – the the Clinton machine, I knew it was just going to come in and mow through all the Ted Cruz's and Marco Rubio's, <laughs> Chris <laughs> yes, and it I wasn't worried. And it played out in reality – very similar to how I played it out in the book. Ten people on stage, they fall like flies, blah, blah, blah. There was a lot of things that were new for this election that they had just done that I'd already, you know, tossed up on the board and it stuck like spaghetti.
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Stuck like spaghetti, I like it that did. It did, it has
2: been Really, at first it was a little Uncomfortable to see which Things in the book played out in real Life, but it Through through the process It's no longer the things That have played out that make Me feel uncomfortable It's the things that haven't played Out yet that give me the most Concern to pause
0: I, I get that, so obviously the, the main thing that we should definitely do we should take from this right now is a We gotta read the book, right? I
1: mean, it it is. uh,
2: And I don't want to give too much away, but, and it's available on Amazon. It's available on, um, Barnes and Noble and Target and Walmart and whatever online retailer you go to. Okay. And I just made a connection through Alignable with another author in Canada and he read a copy of my book and he's tweeted me that he's done a five star review to Amazon because he's completely blown away. It is a much better read post-election than it was pre-election.
0: Pre-election. I, I get any, that.
2: And I can see why that would be because of all of the any, actual any live situations that played out. Yeah. Any similarities to actual events were not intended. I have always had a reputation <laughs> for knowing things I couldn't possibly know. So this is and just whatever a that thing is, I right. let loose in this book. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. So Charmin, I- you, you 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 mentioned earlier that you um you wanted to uh one of the the motivations for, for running for office is uh eradicating pedophilia um kind of elaborate on that a little bit i'm not i'm not sure like i know that that's uh obviously I, I think that that's an important thing to do um but what is that how does that tie in with maybe the current administration or or the book
2: so when i wrote the book i knew it would be huge and i knew it would create a huge movement and i would be able to take that movement and the money and the platform and fund my campaign sound familiar yes <clears throat> <laughs> so when when it never really the the thing is is that I as a Democrat who is married to a Republican who grew up in a red state and who you know have am a military brat, I'm a military spouse, I am surrounded by Republicans, I see things all the time, I speak to them all the time, I speak to both groups all the time, and there's one thing we can always agree on okay, and that's our support of the death penalty for pedophiles. Liberals don't like to talk about the death penalty for anybody. Republicans are out there talking about the death penalty for women who get abortions, the doctors who provide them, drug dealers, drug addicts. Nikki Haley went to the UN and said she supports the death penalty for LGBTQ community. Well, I support the death penalty too. I just support it for pedophiles, violent murderers, violent rapists. And I think it's time for us to revoke the statute of limitations on all sex-related crimes and allow the adult survivors and survivors of sexual assault and childhood sexual assault to be able to prosecute their predators. Now, I'm a a liberal, right? Yes. I am pro-choice. But pro-choice to me is more than just an abortion conversation. I support having choices and options and multiple topics of conversation. And one of those places I feel there should be a choice is I feel victims should have a choice to participate in sentencing. And I feel from the list of sentencing options, one of those choices should be death.
0: Well, I mean, I would agree with you as far as the the options are concerned. Now. You're saying, though, that that the victims should have a choice. They should be allowed to say, I want this person to die, or I want them to spend the rest of their life in prison, or I think that they should spend the next 10 years in prison. I mean, is that what you're saying? Yes. Yes. I see.
1: Okay.
2: Victims should have a say in sentencing. It's going to run into a really difficult situation and people who have 50 victims, there's going to have to be a voting process that takes place. They should at least have a say in the sentencing. Maybe well, three I, years isn't long enough for any I don't know if I would, I don't know if I would that.
0: necessarily, Sherman, that Maybe that they seven have years a, isn't
2: long enough for them.
0: Well, you know, I don't know if I would necessarily agree that they should have a, a you know, menu of options as to how to deal with the, the rest of this person's life who's been uh, convicted of whatever. I, I think that... Um, our current process as far as uh, you know deciding what happens to somebody uh, upon sentencing, um, I, I think that it's it certainly could be better, no doubt. Um, but and I do agree that they should have a say. I, I don't know that they should have a laundry list of things that they can they can do to this person. I, I think it would be best I, if they I agree.
2: And if I they had a important. voice
0: at the sentencing hearing, that I, I think is very important. I think that they should be allowed to to confront. Uh, you know, their aggressor and they should be allowed to voice their opinion and have their say. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think that it still needs to be up to one person, and one person only for, for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, most people don't have the courage or the, or the guts to punch somebody in the face, let alone sentence them to death. So how would that, that person who's already suffered for so long for, for whatever, you know, has happened to them over the years, um, they're going to have to suffer again having to think about their decision as to what to do with that person's life. You know, what if that brings up even even more suffering down the road? I, I think that that might, might be overstepping a little bit, but uh, but I do agree that they should absolutely have something to say at the sentencing and, and, and have a way of swaying what happens to that person. I totally agree with that.
2: Well, I thank you. I I do think that they should have a choice to participate in sentencing, which means they can always say, no, I don't want to participate. You know, I do think that the judge has to be the final decision maker. I get it. We do have a list of options that are already available, but it, it is things like prison time and penalties and fines. And we do have a list of ways that the state and the government have deemed to be acceptable ways to produce, and proceed with an execution. We have a huge problem with our criminal justice system, and I don't think another execution can be completed until a complete overhaul and review and audit and cleaning of the entire house from top to bottom has been completed. There are and, yeah, are you may of be places for improvement. <laughs> and before we move ahead with one thing, there, there's a step and a process to this. We we must complete some things first. But in I regards agree. to I agree. the list of things that people can do to pedophiles, to Dispose of them. This is something that we do need to talk about because this opens people up to some very intense emotions, and people become very creative in the ways that they can think of to cause harm and take (laughs) their frustrations out on pedophiles. Of course. That's not nice. That's a little scary. I think we can all
1: agree. We need
2: to establish some ground rules. I know we're all excited here, okay? (laughs) But we have to be mindful of the fact that we have a violent society, and we have a long history of violence in our society. So some things you might think are perfectly okay to do might be traumatized to somebody and who we do like, who is not a pedophile, who does not rape or sexually abuse anybody and we want to make sure we protect those people we got good people in this country and there is a process there is a campaign underway right now and i don't feel like people really understand it and i it is Sexual predators are trying to infiltrate the LGBTQ community, and they're trying to hijack the Love is Love campaign for the equality and LGBTQ community. And what they're trying to infiltrate it in with is adults they're they're trying to they've created their own acronyms, they've got their own definitions. So tell me tell trying, me about the
0: acronyms and what they mean.
2: So they're trying to normalize sexual relations with children. And there is a group, the acronym that they 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 look trying to label themselves as is MAP. M as in Michael, A is in Adam, P is in Patrick, MAP. MAP. Okay Minor it is minor, attracted person. This person, if they tell you they're a map, they're telling you they're a minor, attracted person. They are a person that is attracted to minors.
0: Okay, so so I think it's important here to identify um, exactly what that means. So it, it's someone who's attracted to minors. Now, does that mean that it, it's somebody uh, – let's define a minor first. What exactly is a minor person
2: under the age of consent so a minor is under 18 but there is also an age of consent which is different for every state and everybody has their rules but is traditionally accepted at 16 years old adults adults are 18 Minors are under 18. And so once we get over 16 and the age of cons- consent comes into play, it gets very tricky. There's a generally a four-year age rule. If you're within four years of age of whoever you're dating, there's not an, a, a tradition, a, an issue, right? You're within right. the Romeo and Juliet clause. Where you can still, <laughs> please don't run off and kill yourselves because you're in love, children. We get it.
1: Right, right? exactly. It's so.
2: Please. Okay. Four so... years. You're not going to jail. Everybody, calm down.
0: So if I'm 35 and I'm attracted to someone who's 18, does that make me a minor attracted person? The, because the 18, I'm, I'm is asking, I, I 18 is an adult. I realize this. However. I think we can all agree that, that everybody is uh, mature at different ages. There's really no, there's no age where all of a sudden a light comes on and and now I'm an adult. I make adult decisions and I'm, you know, I'm fully prepared for life. You know, there's, there's no light switch that just comes on. Right. Um, Um. So I I agree that, you know, um, 16, I can see (sighs) being an age of consent, but again, I have a daughter who's 14. She's pretty mature, but I, she's not ready for that kind of relationship. Whereas in two years at 16, she may be ready for that. I mean, let's just be honest. It's the truth. That's, that's, hey, the way listen, that it
2: is. I'll tell you. I told my kids that they, they, they had a choice. You know, I'm all pro choice, right? They had a choice. They could, be sweet, <laughs> six, they could be sweet 16 and never been kissed or sweet 16 and never been missed. It's their choice. All my kids, even the boy, chose sweet sixteen and never been kissed. And they live in a culture of everyone's never been missed. Right. My son (laughs) is holding on to his first kiss until he's sixteen and his fourteen he's fourteen right now and I gotta tell you, his market share is way up. If he was a commodity, he'd be hot. I am telling you, I have learned so much about men from raising a boy and as a woman who's an adult survivor of sexual assault and not just childhood sexual assault, but, you know, sexual assaults. It is, it is difficult. I did not anticipate the impact it would have on me to raise a teenage boy who does all the same stupid stuff just because it's a teenage boy thing to do. The whole <laughs> boys will be boys thing, you know, and yes, he doesn't I mean one, yes. to trigger me and he doesn't mean to upset me, but it is, it is a challenge. And I understand that there are a lot of people out there going through the same thing. And one of the things that I want to say, is that for as many men as i have met that said they didn't understand how bad they with women had it until they had a daughter I want to stand tall and say, I didn't understand how bad men had it until I had a son.
1: (laughs) It's very true. Yes.
2: It is terrifying the conversations I have to have with him because I have to own up (laughs) to the bad behavior of every woman I have ever met on the planet. And I have to warn him what nasty stuff them crazy heifers will do. (laughs) <laughs> and we have had the most enlightening conversations. He insists I give the best dating advice. He is so smart. And but as a as a rape survivor, it's really important to me to raise a son that won't rape. So we talk about consent. We talk about diseases. We talk about pregnancies. Some of this stuff we have had to because we have had. Fake pregnancy scares. We have had um, girls who have threatened to kill him because he broke up with them. At, at this point in time, this young man, he is 14 years old. It is his honest opinion that white girls are crazy. <laughs> and that you can date any other race and break up with them. And they won't try to kill you or destroy you or ruin your life or your reputation. White girls are dangerous.
1: I can't. And,
0: I I can't disagree with that
2: at all. It, I, I want it is, to, but I can't. And he is. <laughs> I can't either. And it's like. <laughs> Some of the things that we have gone through with this young man, it has been so painful for us. You know, and we have to have a real serious conversation and a woman's going to have to lead it about when it's appropriate to say the word rape. There's this misconception that if you just get into any little trouble anywhere and some boy's bothering you, you can just scream the word rape and someone will come figure it out.
0: You know, I've actually had this exact conversation sort of uh, from a different angle with my son, because he had, uh, in the past had a habit of not being so truthful and flat out lying about things. So I had to explain to him, you know, the old story, uh, the the boy who cries wolf, you know. Uh, so for some time, you know, I, I, I had to continue to tell him over and over again, you're this, this lying is going to get you in trouble. It's going to get you in trouble. Um, and then. It just so happens one day he falls and breaks his arm and we don't even believe that he's in pain because he lies so much. So <laughs> he, he kind of got this lesson, uh, just out of nowhere. You know, it was almost, it was almost like, see karma, dude. I, I tried to tell yeah. you, you, you know, you, you gotta listen sometimes. So, um, yeah, but the, the question is then, you know, when is it appropriate to scream rape, you know, and furthermore, the, the thing that, that really sucks for the guy is, All it takes is an accusation. It doesn't even have to be true, you know?
2: I mean, how many guys do you know that have survived accusations and have had to go to court and had to prove that it was an accusation and it was actually an accusation? One of the things that we experienced, so one of the things that's unique about my family is that we made seven moves in seven years. In the last eight years, we've lived in seven different places and had our kids in public schools everywhere. And in Ohio, this screen rape issue and make fake rape accusations was the worst we'd ever seen it anywhere. And I get it. How Ohio Goes, so goes the nation right and so it ohio's great because it's got every type of person there so we dealt with every right. issue but there was actual situations where girls made false claims to their brothers and their brothers went and beat somebody to death and it's still going on years later nobody's running a special campaign to talk about consent they're still teaching um abstinence only Ohio's the first state in the nation to defund planned parenthood. They're having a syphilis outbreak.
1: Yeah. Babies
2: are being born with syphilis. I was driving oh my. down I was driving down the road one day right before Christmas the first year I moved to Ohio and I'm listening to the radio and this PSA comes on with this list of horrible symptoms. If you're experiencing any of these symptoms, please go to your local health department, we're opening up free clinics and we're going to start mobile clinics because there's a syphilis epidemic in your county and 75% of the people in your county have syphilis. So we're going to open up free treatment and testing.
0: Now, when
1: was that? 15? 2015?
0: 2015, 2015. Right. And do you remember what county that was? I'm just curious. Licking County? Licking County. Oh, okay. Licking yeah, I County. do know that there was a lot of uh, there was a, there's a lot of drugs in Licking County right now too. There is a
2: lot of drugs in yeah. Licking County. It's almost like the cartels are fighting over Newark, Ohio. Yes. It is the crazy So, so don't you know? I one of the things that has made this this whole experience so unique is that there's a genetic connection to the presidency and ancestry.com delivered me five presidents, and one of them is Warren G. Harding, and he's from Ohio. Right. So we moved to Ohio, and we buy this historic mansion with eight fireplaces and a carriage house and four floors and just more stories than anybody can possibly tell. And we fell in love with it in Newark, Ohio. And we were so excited to move to Newark, Ohio. We were, it was March and it was winter, and there was just a light coat of dust on everything. And our house was so magical and beautiful our big historic mansion and our cute little quaint town. And then the snow melted. And then the snow melted. And the people came out of their houses, and we realized that. We were standing out like sore thumbs because we didn't have any tattoos on our face and we had all our <laughs> teeth. And then we learned that it wasn't Newark, Ohio. We had moved to NERC, Ohio. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's right. That's Nert- right. ha! Uh-huh. Nert- that's uh-huh. how we
1: say it. That's Nert. right.
2: <laughs> that's right. So, which actually worked out to be really good. By the time we left, my son had some drama at the mall, and some girl ran up to him and was like, "Hey, my boyfriend's got anger management issues," and he's like, "We're from Newark," and she just <laughs> turned around and ran back off. <laughs> We're from um, Newark. You don't want to. Okay, so she so,
0: You got anger management issues. Ha ha ha. Nerd. Yeah,
2: from there. Newark. Okay, so um. So
0: you, uh, you then, so you moved and you realized that you might be in a spot. You didn't realize that you were, you were in and and then what happened?
2: No, I mean, you make the best of a bad situation. You know, as a liberal and as a gun violence survivor, I had taken the stance for many years that I wouldn't have another gun in my house. My ex-husband had been a cop before we had met. And when our relationship ended, it ended because he pointed a gun at me and cocked it and told me I'd never see our daughter again and to think about it. And I think about that pretty much every day for the last 20 years. And he educated me on what it was, what his real thoughts were and what it was really like to be a police officer and he bragged about things no christian should brag about because he introduced me to religion too so it was you know educational on lots of fronts i mean i was baptized in the southern baptist church in west texas okay
1: OK, <laughs> I, mean,
2: I got the full Texas introduction with religion and police. It was fantastic. And one guy, oh, and the most beautiful baby on the planet with fantastic eyelashes. He teaches eighth grade now. algebra. You know, definitely got the best part of him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad to
0: hear that. So we were we we, we came down this path because we were yeah. talking about um what it means to be a minor. What what it really I mean, I know we have. Obviously, the legal definition of being a minor, Um, but then you know there's really the the individual themselves. I mean, that's really what you have to look at. And as a parent,
2: not if they're under 16, and if you're a teacher or you're a coach. You know, if you're a coach and you're in a position of power, even when up to 18, right? This is why high school is so tricky. If you're a teacher, you're in a position of power. You're not supposed to be having a sexual relationship with your students. Okay? It doesn't matter if the child is 18, and they are legally an adult. You're a teacher in a position of power over them. It's still not okay to have to have a sexual relationship with this child.
0: It's no different than a CEO having a sexual relationship with their secretary.
2: Exactly. Well right. it's a little different, but it is still power and control and we live in a world full of power and control dynamics and this is one of them. I get it. Yep.
0: Yep, I get it. Okay, so um Minor. Yeah, I mean, like as I was saying, so they, I know that, that my daughter break. is definitely a minor at this point. She's not ready for the uh, the kind of things that go along with a mature relationship, and it's going to be years before she is. I know this. Yeah. I mean, she's my she's my kid, and that's the way most kids are. Yeah, sixteen years yeah. old. I mean, absolutely, I, I completely agree with you. Um, that being said, everybody's a little different. You could have a kid that's seventeen years old and still not ready for that kind of relationship, or eighteen and not right. ready for that kind of commitment. You know. Um, it's a, it's a, it really is a big deal. You, you don't think of it when you're when you're 16 that it's a big deal, but it really is a big deal. I mean, there's a lot that comes along with having a a sexual relationship. There's a lot of responsibility. So
2: there um, is. And why would <laughs> a 21 year old want to be with a 14 year old?
0: I can't imagine what the attraction would be. I really can't. I, can't I know. I As my,
2: kid's 14, my daughter's 14 and there's, there's nothing, everything about her gets on my freaking nerves. <laughs> and, my, and, and my daughter, I have a 23 year old. This is a legal age for me mm-hmm. to be finding attractive. No, there's nothing interesting there. Right. I don't, I. so there are people who have these attractions and these, these maps, they have set up designations for each age and i don't have them memorized it is definitely a trigger for me and to know that you know it's like a it's like um little league softball right you got u8 u12 right 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 yeah well to me it sounds like like to me it doesn't yeah well to me Charmin,
0: it it doesn't really matter because obviously if you're considering yourself a Minor, attractive person at 20 years old—that's one thing to be attracted to an 18-year-old, but it's something entirely different at 35 years old being attracted to uh, a 17-year-old or a 16-year-old or a 15-year-old. At that yeah. point, you have to—you have to be able to draw a line somewhere, regardless of how you might.
2: And there is, someone.
0: and there yeah, is, you know,
2: and you have to, states, to Most states take that into consideration with sentencing and how they're they're charged. And they make a difference for children under the age of 12. There's an additional charge for children under the age of eight. Um, And that's all well and good, you know, but I really feel like under the age of 12, any really any child who is sexually assaulted, if, if they're under the age of consent, if they're under the age of legal adulthood, if they're being raped, if they're being coerced, if they're mm-hmm. being peer pressured or forced or drugged or taken advantage of because they passed out somewhere, you know, these, we, we need to provide an avenue for victims to get punishment for the people who sexually abuse them. And it, it needs to be severe. It needs to be severe enough that the people who are thinking about committing rape stop. Because it's not just the maps, it's the no maps. It's the And what is the non, and what is that? It's the non offending minor attracted person.
0: Okay, so what is the, explain that one. What is that?
2: So mean? we have the maps, the minor attracted person, and then we have the non-offending minor attracted person. So this person is attracted to children but has not offended. (laughs) And they want their, they want to make sure that they get the separate designation because pedophiles who do not offend do not want to be considered ticking time bombs. And they want to be able to come out and openly express their sexual desire for children. And this is where I believe this is there's another group called Nambla. Doesn't that sound super official? Like some attorneys came up with it. Nambla. (laughs) North American Man Boy Love Association. There are people actively working to change the age of consent laws and get them off the books completely in some places. Some of these people believe that if a child can talk to you, they can consent to you.
0: Oh, oh, so those, those are obvious. Those are the crazy people because
2: clearly,
1: you know.
2: (laughs) I don't uh, know if they're crazy. There's a lot of debate that maybe it's just a sexual orientation. A two-year-old kid can talk to
1: you. There's mean... you
2: know, the, you know how many? I don't. There's a there's an old movie out with Sean McC- Matthew McConaughey in it, and um, one of the lines in there by the rapist is if she's old enough to crawl, she's in the right position. This oh. is, there are people out there who are revolting, and they are disgusting, and they are dangerous, and children deserve better. Oh, of course. If there yeah, is anything yeah, there's that no argument of, there. If there's one thing that most of us can agree on, 90% of us, at least three quarters of the voting population, it's protecting children from sexual predators. And giving the death penalty to pedophiles. Now, now I'm often too liberal for my conservative friends, and too conservative for my liberal friends. I like to <laughs> say that I that I'm swinging straight up the middle, and nobody's pitching to me, so I'm out here playing by myself. <laughs> <You know? laughs> i like the analogy yeah <laughs> thank you thank you thank you my husband loves sports so i gotta communicate anyway well, i well, can well <laughs> yeah we're in the we're, we're
0: currently in the mlb
2: playoffs so yeah I know, that makes my great great just timing lost. I, so, I know i'm sorry uh, Oh, heartbreaking, heartbreaking. But my husband is a Red Sox fan and his mother was too, and she passed away from cancer a little over a year ago. So we're, oh, we're pulling for the Red Sox, you know, always for the Red Sox.
0: I'm a Red Sox fan as well. So I'm, I'm also pulling
2: for the Red Sox. Okay. So,
0: so the, the, the nomads, the non-offending, uh, minor attracted people, they feel like they, they should be allowed to express their love. For children, there's there's sexual desires for children. That it's just a sexual orientation, just like being gay or lesbian or bisexual.
2: Correct. They're they're tri- Are you fucking six.
0: serious? I mean, <laughs>
2: I'm serious. <laughs> so these these people
0: and, and this they, is real. They, this feel, is they feel is like they should be a part. They feel like they should be a part of the LGBTQ community. Yes. That is completely yes. repulsive. Well, obviously, you agree. I agree. agree. And, I,
2: agree. And, and I I,
0: believe... I have, uh, I have a, a vast majority of my family uh, is, are members of the LGBTQ community, and I, I feel like I can speak <laughs>
1: for <laughs> yep.
0: uh, for them yep. and and for probably a good portion of the community, if not a hundred percent of the community. That that's that's never going to happen. That's not right. that's not even close to the same thing.
2: <laughs> right. Right. I believe what consenting adults do with other consenting adults is amongst consenting adults. Consenting adults can go consenting adult with each other anywhere they want to adult with each other in adult places. But when somebody starts doing something with kids, we all need to step up and come together and say enough is enough. You know, our LGBTQ community did not work this hard to gain equality to have you fools think you're going to slip in here and mess it up. You need to sit down, step back, and we're going to reevaluate this entire situation. It's time to revoke the statute of limitations on all sex related crimes. And in this Me Too movement, allow the survivors of sexual assault to be able to prosecute their predators once and for all. And let's clean this trash out of the system. This I agree. Is- They are so smart, these sexual predators, these pedophiles, these maps. They live and work in our community. They become doctors so that they can have more access to the thing they like the most and be in a position of power so they're able to manipulate and abuse young children. They are coaches We see it in every industry. Don't think your sons are safe because they're wrestlers. Ohio State had an issue with their wrestling team. We have seen it everywhere. We have teachers who are having sexual relations with children, bus drivers. We can't figure out what teacher is going to be sexually active with a child, but we're going to give them guns now? No, Mm -hmm. no. Let's have the gun conversation so, again about so, arming so our own. So
0: let me let, let me just ask you then. Let me ask you. What are you suggesting that we would do? What we what would you suggest that we do? Obviously revoking the statute of limitations I we on, revoke the on statute on of limitations. That's important. Are, yes. And nationwide. And, yes. And, and, and then of course invoking the the death penalty for for pedophiles.
2: Punishment. Republicans like to use deterrence to keep people from doing stuff. Let's give them something to be afraid of. You guys want to talk about the death penalty? I want to talk about the death penalty too. I like the death penalty. Let's talk about the death penalty for pedophiles, violent rapists, and violent murderers. And that violent rapist is gonna become really important as we continue to define exactly what rape means in this new Me Too movement. Too long right. to consent is a problem. People are scared all over the country. Lying to mm-hmm. someone about what your name is and what your job is, it's misrepresentation and False advertising. People are scared all over the country. We need to have a come-to-Jesus meeting with everybody who's had sex that's still walking on this planet, and we need to set some ground rules.
0: Charmin, I love where you're coming from on that. No, I, I, I do.
2: You're right. It's I mean, absolutely like it's, getting out of hand. It really it's is. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard to be a feminist. And demand equality for women without talking about what equality for men means and what everybody's rights mean. It's not a conversation for feminists. It's not a conversation for just men. It's a conversation that grown adults need to have and we need to get it figured out because the children are on to us and they're aging. They're aging very quickly. And they're paying attention and they're about to come in and take control of all this. And one of us, this X generation, we need to step up and we need to be the bridge that that connects the millennials and the baby boomers. We, we often forget about us Gen Xers. But we are the connection between the older generation and the younger generation, and we have to step up and become more active and more involved. And we always manage to turn every conversation into a dirty conversation. There shouldn't be any <laughs> reason why we can't have a conversation about sex. You know, no, you're absolutely
0: right. I mean, seriously, like we have so many people out there. I mean, any, any jackass with a cell phone can make a podcast. Look, I do it. Yeah. So, you know, we, we it's so president. easy. Yeah, I mean, it's so easy for us to get the attention that we need when it comes to the things that really need attention. And this is something that really needs attention. So, I mean, so what, what can the, the people that are listening right now that want to be involved, that want to talk about this, that want to, want to help to bridge that gap between the millennials, the baby boomers, the, the Gen Xers out there, the people that went to school with me, uh, and, and you, the people that are, are going to be voting in the next election. What can we, what can we do? How do we get together? Um, what, The the easiest way for us to do that, of course, is social
2: media, right? You know, it is. It is social media. And I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm going to figure out the Instagram thing.
1: I got a Pinterest account. <laughs> we talked about you know, that. I got a, a lineable.
2: Yes. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, You know, I have to get better about social media because it is the connection to the young people. And that that is part of my job. I'm working on that. It is not a skill set. If you know anybody who likes to do that kind of stuff, I'm always looking for volunteers. I desperately need volunteers. I love volunteers. To do that kind of stuff. Charmin, I love that stuff. I desperately kind of stuff. need volunteers. Absolutely. I don't understand. So here's what we need, Sherman.
0: We need we need a hashtag
2: we that need a hashtag. can tie
0: all of this together.
2: But right? you know what else we need? Merchandise. I well, I that I'm working on that this weekend with my daughter. It is not my skill set. I need bumper stickers. I need, I I need. Charming, I have, I have
0: just the guy for that. He happens to be needing stuff to do right now. Anyway, I'll, I'll reach out to him and talk about that. Will he make it on demand
2: and, oh, we we'll, we'll we'll talk to him and we'll see what he says. I want to tell you one more thing that I (laughs) have been focusing on. I focused on it today. Um, For a few minutes at the end of my live radio show, I want to talk about the angels that walk among us. Because as we're trying to figure out what each and every one of us can do at our level to make a difference every day in this country that is so in need of Anything good, we will suck it up like sponges right now. Do whatever you can do in that moment. Pick up that piece of paper for somebody and hand it to them. Toss it in the trash. Give somebody a smile. Hold the door open and say thank you for holding the door. Pay attention to people. Look at them. Talk to them. Try to have an open conversation. Whenever somebody calls me on a phone and they say, hi, how are you doing? I say, good, how are you? And they say, Good. Thank you for asking
1: <laughs> because Even nobody the waitress asked.
2: at the restaurant nobody asked just ask. Exactly right. I would like to see manners come back. They're free, they're easy. One of the things that I had to learn and embrace in an, in Ohio was that that people were just beaten down and yes. they were they were they had had enough and i I heard. I heard parents say, "I don't want my kids to do better than me." <laughs> well, that's, I don't want—I don't
0: want them to do better than me. That's—that's—that's—I—I I can't imagine anyone say, "I—I just—I
2: can't." That doesn't make sense to me. There like, is so much negativity <laughs> out there. There is no. So you're much right. Negativity there is, and That's there.
0: exactly why I started this podcast to begin. Yep. With. It wasn't because. You know, I I wanted to shine a little spotlight on myself. I mean, am I doing that? Absolutely. Because I'm telling people exactly what happens in my life, the the trials, the tribulations, the struggles, the the, the real things that are going on. Because what's happening here is I'm trying to show people that it doesn't matter how fucked up things get. I mean, it it truly doesn't matter because you can absolutely pull yourself together and get moving forward. Because guess what? You're going to be here in five years anyway. What are you going to be yep. doing in five years? Are you going yep. to be still in a shitty position uh, and you know broke and homeless and everything else? Or are you going to do something about it now? Start taking those steps now to get yourself back to where you want to be. We're all people. Look, we're all just trying to figure it out, right? Yep. Mean, nobody has the answers. Nobody has all of the answers. Nope. I mean, if it was that simple, we would just go to that one person. It doesn't work that way. So we all just need to help each other. And I say this at the end of every single podcast episode. I say, until I talk to you again, be good to yourselves and be good to each other. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. You know, when you see the guy on the street panhandling, throw the guy a bottle of water. How much is it really going to hurt you? You know what I mean? And take a second to realize that, yeah, the guy might be a drug addict. Yeah, the guy might be a total loser. But guess what? At one point in time, that guy was you. That guy was your kid. You know, that guy was your grandkid.
1: At one point in time, he he had
0: dreams and aspirations. and, And you know what? You have no idea. What brought him to the spot that he is now, but that doesn't mean that you have to be the judge. And why why should you be? I mean, I'm no better than the bum on the street, yep. and 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 he's no better than me. We're all yep. just trying to figure it out. So I, I yep. love where you're coming from there. The uh, the
2: angels among us. Yes, you know, and and we just need to appreciate each other more, and just do anything we can to show each other. Kindness and compassion and manners and thank yous and pleases, you know, we know there are some things we just don't do anymore and it it doesn't hurt anybody to do them, you know, to just be kind to each other. You never know what the person going next to, what the person next to you is going through, especially now. With this Me Too movement, I often refer to the sexual assault survivors as silent sufferers because they don't want to talk to anybody about it. They just keep to themselves. And all these stories coming out, it's traumatic. It's traumatizing. It's triggering. You're reliving your event over and over again. And now they have to deal with the fact, oh, you know, you don't really remember what happened in the first place. And oh, by the way, these guys run in packs. So it's possible possible that you didn't just get raped one time it's possibly you got raped eight times nobody right. really knows right you know exactly. exactly you know sit down if you can good <clears throat> luck you just added eight to your list and it is people are going through a lot right now and any time that we can just give a smile and be polite and ask someone how they're doing even if they're just going to say you know they're probably just going to say fine but, but anything you can do to lighten up someone's eyes do it And when you see someone's eyes light up, you know, be proud and live in that moment and and share it whenever you can. You know, that's that's the little bit of sunlight that that person might have had for the day. Yep, because when you glow like, that people feel it off of you too you know we we have to find ways to expel the negativity and to embrace the positive positive. and and we can find i can find 10 things wrong to complain about every second of every day <laughs> or i can find a good way to put a spin on something any any minute i can put a good i can even find something nice to say about trump i promise you i can we believe you i believe, you, I believe you around for everything <laughs> i promise you and and even if it it seems crazy to say it all happens for a reason. You know, I can look back on minuscule, impossible, annoyingly frustrating little things that just I didn't need at the time, but now I realize I did. And so, right. you know, even if you're delayed in traffic, you know, just be grateful. Maybe you're being prevented from getting into an accident. I know we've, yeah. we've heard this before. Uh, you know, I, you- I know. it's And it's silly to think that, but at the same time... I- what do
0: you, you don't know, right? Again, we're you all know? just trying to figure it out. I mean, you you really don't know at the end of the day who or what is pulling the strings, if anything. You don't know, so no. you just have to look at every single day as as okay. So it's raining today, but at least it's not snowing. Or it's snowing today, right. but at least it's not ice. Or right. there's an ice storm out there today, but at least I don't have to go to work. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yep, exactly. And I love synchronicities, how they come together like times on the clock. I always see 11:11, 11, 11, and I love all the 11:11 11, 11 movements that I see, you know, yeah. coming up all over the country and what each of the angel numbers mean. Um, but I'm I'm a little weird whenever I see an 11 on a on a time, you know, 9:11, 5:11, 11, 11, whatever it is. I always think, ooh, it's 11:11 11, 11 somewhere. I should make. Oh a wish. yes, yes, yeah. Sir. Yeah, <laughs> I never, I never thought about that, but you're 100% right. 100% so can, right. That's something you can do and you can think about and just send positive energy out into the universe whenever you see that number. Whenever you see yeah. 11 now, you'll think there's some more positive energy in the universe.
0: You're right. Every time I see 11 on the clock, that's exactly what's going to run through my mind now. Every single time. So, you know, it's, it's, it's funny because I, I again, I talk about this kind of thing all the time helping each other out picking each other up just being positive and things like that and i also talk about the fact that in in, in my belief um every every person is an energy they're their own energy and uh, like i say all the time my, my wife and i have this uh we just we just sink, you know our energies just kind of flow together with one another that's why we We get along so well. That's why we are such a a solid couple because our energies just kind of mesh very well together, whereas uh, some energies don't mesh well with other energies, right? But at the end of the day, if we are all – our energy is a positive one, whether you're going to you know be that person's best friend or not doesn't matter. It's still a positive influence. It makes everybody feel a little different. For example, if you walk into a room and everybody's pissed off, you immediately like put your head down. Right. Yeah. But if you walk into a room where everybody's like jumping up and down and clapping, you might think who are these crazy fucks, but you might also think, okay, so at at the same time, I don't feel bad about this. You know, it might be weird, but I I feel good, you know? Right. So we, we all need to, to, to kind of, again, help each other out. And, and be more positive and stop watching so much of the media and the, the clickbait on, on Facebook and things like that, uh, social media, um, and start thinking more for ourselves, start talking to people in our communities more. Look, I like social media just as much as the next guy, but it's the life and death of America right now. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, it, we, we spend so much time on social media that people have become desensitized to others' feelings. You know, and we we can easily say something online um without fear of repercussion or or you know uh having to deal with that person face to face you know yeah. and, and we can say things that are are hurtful or mean. I mean, I can't tell you how many of my family members blocked other family members during this previous election as we started yeah. talking before, I, how I it was such an emotional election you know with with yeah. everybody beating the crap out of each other, and I'm like, seriously, guys, I mean at the end of the day. Once again, we're all just trying to figure it out. Yeah. I mean, whether you voted for Trump or you voted for Hillary, it doesn't matter. We're still family. It doesn't matter. We're not going to agree on everything. I'm sure Charmin, you and I could butt heads on a hundred things if we wanted to. For sure. But we're not. Instead, we're trying to add value to people's lives by talking about something in a way that brings attention to something that needs attention. And we're trying to make sure that everybody's, you know, being positive at the same time. So.
2: Yeah. (laughs) We can do, we're responsible adults. We can do this.
1: We're Americans.
2: We can change the world without there being a civil war.
1: Get off of Facebook and go talk to your neighbor.
2: Yes. When was the last time you talked to your neighbor? I've lived in my house for a little over a year. I had a lovely conversation with my neighbor just a couple of weeks ago, but I've spoken with him twice maybe since I've been here in a year. And he has lived on this road for 50 years. Right. The lady, the lady who <laughs> used to own my house used to used to um, get wounded birds and animals and rehab them. And I have hawks and owls and stuff all over my house. I thought they were signs from the spirits.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you now there was there was a time, <laughs> and I, I'm sure. <laughs> and there was a time, Charmin, and I'm sure that you can remember this as well. Um, we used to get a knock on the door, and it was a fight over who was going to get the door. Right? Yeah. Yeah, now we get going to knock on the door, and it's like, like ooh, we're hiding under here? the
2: couch. We're like looking out the
0: window. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: We got the ring on? What's going on out there? Well, I'm right. at my door. Did you pay the cable bill? Do you remember when people used to bring cakes and foods to your house?
0: Yes. Yes. Well, I, mean, well, I, lived, I lived out in the so middle of nowhere, ago. so it didn't happen to us that much. But I do remember right? watching it on TV. Yeah.
2: yeah. At least you saw it on TV, <laughs> you know? When we live out in the middle of nowhere, it doesn't happen very often. You're right. Exactly. People just, people used to be kinder to each other. They used to have a conversation with their neighbor. They used to, you know, chat with the cashier at the grocery line, you know, or at the gas station. Yes. You you would be surprised the stories that people tell me. And I just embrace it. I just love it. it. It is, it's one of those things that's always been about me. People just tell me their life story. And, The way people treat each other, they act, they throw stuff at each other and act like they're servants and everybody thinks they're better than each other. Yes. We're treating each other so cruel and so indecent and it's just unacceptable. We can do better than that. We're all adults. I agree. We're smart. I agree. We can do this. And I have a few few other
0: theories other than obviously uh, my my media ideas uh, and things like that. I have a few other theories as far as why people are so pissy these days. Uh, in addition to my, my social media theories and my, my, uh, uh media theories, uh, but that, that's like a, a whole different topic. But, yeah, right. it's a lot <laughs> but anyway, so, so here's what I want to, I, I want to yeah. kind of remind everybody as to what it is that we're trying, the points that we're trying to get across here. So yes. point number one, Charmin, you're running for president. You're going to, you're going to be, uh, you're hopefully on the ballot for
2: 2020. I got a right. lot of work to do. I gotta yes. make a lot of noise. You know, I, I've had some of the most amazing conversations of my life today. I, I can't believe this has just been, every day is so better than the last. It is just spectacular. The it's awesome to get me, to meet so many people ev- and, and to talk about these things, right? I mean, yeah, the evolution that this is going to take over the next couple of years, it is just amazing. Um, And I I know I'm not perfect now. I'm not looking to be perfect now. That's fine. And I know if there's anything I know about me, I know I'm not everybody's cup of tea, and that's fine. I'd rather be your double shot of whiskey any day of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I know that Trump has never had a drink of alcohol once in his life. That's okay. I got all the ones he missed. (laughs) i don't understand how you can um know your limits unless you push them and i have certainly pushed my limits
0: (laughs) and i'd like to see you push them a lot
2: more
1: absolutely
2: (laughs) i'm not the morals police but when i'm stepping up saying no no enough is enough we're gonna fix this an America needs a mom and i promise you i'm a good mom and (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna make this There is absolutely no reason for us to be behaving like this as American citizens on the world stage. There is a lot of things that need to be corrected, and we can all do better just by acting better ourselves. We can all do a little self-reflection and look at ourselves. So you feel like you're the switch that America needs across the back of the legs right now is what you're saying. (laughs) Well, you know, so taming the titta, right? Titta is a Hawaiian word for an aggressive female personality. I feel like women are spending a little too much time taming their titta and they need to let their inner titta loose. Okay, okay. I I can't disagree with you there. Right. It's okay to let loose a little. It's okay to be a little loud. It's okay to speak your point and to defend yourself. And it's okay to share your truth. Now, it is scary for some people, but we all deserve to be heard, you know, and it is going to be an adjustment period for a lot of people. And so as you're hearing something that is traumatizing you because you feel their pain so deeply and you want to be able to do something for them, you just don't know what it is. You know, we can support changing the laws that exist. To give them the opportunity to heal and to give our nation an opportunity to heal. Our men and our women need, need this. Everybody needs to come together on something. And why not let it be politics? Why not let it be, you know, some, somebody who wants to stir the pot? We're (laughs) going to have to. So hard. (laughs) You got to, you got to break through the crazy noise and Trump he just slayed everybody that came on stage next to him he just knocked them down like Godzilla he was just all over the place it was just you knocking over water and Stands and just displaying himself everywhere. I'm gonna literally get to let my little my little inner crazy loose on stage, just to be obnoxious around Trump. It's gonna be hilarious. I, I, I can't time. wait to see you that. Just, I, I can't the, wait the to see the evolution. That. I am I am very. I there's been so many people who've asked me why I don't get into stand up comedy. Why haven't you done <laughs> this? Why haven't you done this, baby? I'm gonna bring it all with this. Every good, single day. good, Bill, good, Bill because May you're clearly a very comedian. talented
0: woman and, and you yes. obviously, you know, you have a very strong head on your shoulders and uh, obviously you have uh, a, a very strong will because you have, uh, a, as we mentioned earlier, you've been through a lot of crap in your life yeah. and, you know, you've overcome a lot of adversity to get to where you're at now and listen to you, like just the, the, the pillar of positivity and, you I know, hey, let's try to help things out, right?
2: Like, I, I had a click moment. And there was a moment everything kind of came into place. And I had always kind of I realized I have a really bad negative inner voice, and I say the meanest things to myself. <laughs> <laughs> There's a guy on Facebook, Artie woo and I tell you, he should make a hundred bucks off of you. He's got some tips and tricks in his seven day inner child healing thing that were brilliant but just stop talking to myself mean and talk to myself soothing like i would to one of my kids was a game changer
1: yes Yes. We're
2: right yes. on time to insult ourselves and to put ourselves down and to beat ourselves up for every stupid thing that we do, even the things. Especially nobody now needs. because
0: that's what we're expecting other people to do because that's how we behave on the internet. Yes. I know. I know. So uh so you're running for president twenty twenty. We definitely need to make sure that we're following you on social media. Please let everybody yes. know how to reach you on social media.
2: I am at Taming the Titta on Facebook and Twitter. It's the same title, Taming the TIDA, T-I-D-A. I am on Facebook at Sharman Smith for President 2020. I'm on Twitter at Smith Sharman. That's the presidential campaign. The book has way more followers than the campaign does. It, this is a learning process in the evolution um, you can find me on LinkedIn as Sharman Eslin Smith. I published the book under a pseudonym Eslyn, E-S-L-Y-N-N-E. Um, but Sharman, there's not a lot of us out there. I stand out in the picture. You know, I'm not repulsive. <laughs> i um you know no, you are it, not
1: no you are right
2: not. it worked out all real well for me i came from a real good long <laughs> strong bloodline and everything's working out it's going to be just fine it's like it was good. meant to be long before i got here and, and, and we had, can find
0: uh i'm sorry go ahead
2: no go ahead oh the book is available on amazon there we go. um t- on Walmart and Barnes and Noble and Target, and you can get it on Kindle. That Kindle has an unlimited service. You can get it for free on Kindle Unlimited. But oh, it's okay. taking the titta, and it really is a much better read post election than it was pre election. And there's you know CharminSmith.com. There's going to a lot of good things coming down the pipe this is a grassroots effort and we're just in the building stages so come along with the ride the next two years are going to be better than the last two i promise
0: well i definitely look forward to following you and watching how this whole thing plays out it's been it's been amazing to get the opportunity to talk to you i really appreciate you reaching out to me and uh you know it it, like i said it took us a couple weeks to get this set up (laughs) or so but but at least we got it and and i really feel good about uh you know what what we've done here as far as, you know, getting the, uh, the word out. So when you are president.
1: <laughs> I know. Uh, you,
0: you're, you're intending to, um, implement some of these laws that, that you and I spoke about when it comes to, Absolutely. um, the pedophiles and, and the death penalty for pedophiles. And of course, removing the statute of limitations on sexual crimes, which I think, I, I don't even know why there was one on there to begin with. I mean, uh, yeah.
2: Really? I I, why, I why is it. that?
1: Do you have any idea why,
2: really? I I don't know why. Why (laughs) why why is it that you know people just get to behave any way they want and get it? There's no repercussions for it. Oh, is it because the judges made those laws? Because maybe the judges were doing it? That kind of seems like it, what's on display you gotta right wonder, now you
0: gotta wonder. seems like
2: that's what's been going on for a long, long time. You How's to about we address wonder. that right now while we're at it? You've got to go. There's got to be some other judge that hasn't done that. Right. Let's find anybody else, anybody else now. And it uh, doesn't look like that's what's going to happen. But that's okay. I've got a solution for that, too. I don't want to say anything until after I'm president because it's simple, and I wouldn't want Trump to do it. You don't want to steal your thunder. I agree. No, no. So one of the things that I'm very mindful of is that some of these ideas are simple fixes, and the system needs to be tweaked so that it can run and flow properly. And there are some things that are simple tweaks that I simply wouldn't want him to know about.
0: I get it. So if, if if you can get behind the things that we've talked about, if you can get behind. Sharman, uh, if you can get behind the the ideas that she has, uh, at least addressed with us so far, I would at least invite you to please, if nothing else, follow Charmin on social media, follow the campaign, see uh what it is that she's doing, get an op, take the opportunity to get to know Charmin um, as she gets to know you, because I I think we can all agree that the United States could use a little slap in the face, you know, and and I mean we've kind of. Been getting a little bit of a slap in the face here over the last uh, couple of years now. Um, and I think we can all agree that we, we really kind of need to get rid of all the, 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 the fat that we have in, in Washington right now. We need to trim all that off and, and get back to what really makes sense and, and manners as ridiculously simple as it sounds. And, you know, manners, they're a big deal. They really are. Yeah. They're a really big deal. I mean, my wife talks about my manners all the time and the fact that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm always constantly – she's not allowed to open a door for herself. I mean, it just yep. she's not allowed to do it, you know. My husband, and I'm like, way. that's how my parents raised me. You know, it's yes, ma'am, no, ma'am, yes, sir, no, sir. You, you open the door. You help the old lady across the street. I mean, that's just what you do. That's how it, yep. That's how it works. It's cheesy and as silly as it sounds. That's how I live my life, and I think that anybody that knows me would would agree with that and and back me up on that, for the most part, that's... except my ex-wife, but that's what I'm well, saying.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's what makes us all great, you know, and and that's the thing is that you, you can find people who have a helping heart. And... And they deserve to be celebrated. And well, they're everywhere, Charmaine. They everywhere. are those angels. They walk among us. They're everywhere, and we just—they're just, right we, next to you. Just, yeah. We deserve to recognize them. We deserve to embrace that when that <laughs> spirit moves through us to do something good. You just—you don't know what the impact is that you have down the road. Exactly. And, and, exactly. and so All everybody out there already doing it, shining their light, trying to poke a poke, shine a light and. And poke a hole through the darkness that we experienced today. To everybody out there working on it, thank you. Thank you so much. Please keep up the good work. We appreciate you. More Absolutely. people are coming to help. <laughs> We're not <laughs> alone. The Calvary's coming. Yeah, that, well, so the thing is, the, my favorite insult by Republicans to Democrats is when they call us sheep. Right. It's absolutely well, my favorite. It makes me the happiest. I smile the most. Because now <laughs> while they they have the chosen one and the evangelicals have shown us all what it is that they're looking for in a leader, now is the time for you to go back and reread Revelations post-election. <laughs> That's a good read post-election, too.
0: That sure is, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. Go back and read that one. <laughs> revelations and take a look at that from a new perspective but the thing that i learned when i read it is that the lambs win and all the lambs are is sheep
1: right very good point very good point. we're gonna
2: win so Charmin, thank you
0: so much uh thank thank you so much for being on the show i really uh i really enjoyed talking to you uh definitely have added a lot of value to the show today there's no doubt about that um, and I, I hope that we can talk again uh, here in a year or even maybe a little longer. I, I would like to, to, to follow back up with
1: you. Um, Absolutely.
0: And, and, and kind of give everybody a, an idea of what's, you know, what's progressed since since our podcast episode right now. You know, I think it would be really cool a uh, little follow up if we could do this again, in maybe six months or even 12 months to see how, how far things have gone. Absolutely. Would
2: you be cool with that?
0: Alright, cool. Absolutely. Well, it's a date It's a date. We'll, we'll fantastic. Okay. Awesome. Thank you <laughs> well, so much. Thank you. So, guys, that's it. That is the show for today. And, uh, I hope that you got some good information. Uh, I know I did. Uh, so this, these, these groups, the maps and the no maps with their, with their acronyms and, and whatnot, their ridiculous ideas that they should be allowed to uh, express their love for children. What I mean, it's just asinine. I mean, um, I'm on the bus in case you were wondering. Anyway, so like, if these, if you're listening to Charmin and and you can see yourself getting behind. Some of these ideas that she has, some of the things that she's trying to accomplish, um, you know, when running for office, please, by all means, follow Charmin and, you know, on all of her social media. Find out what she's doing and, um, you know, kind of get to know her a little bit. Uh, I'm inviting you. I'm not telling you who to vote for. Obviously, I'm never going to tell you that. Um, I want you to think for yourself, as I always have said. And... um, just kind of, you know, like I said, follow her and see what she's got going on. See what she talks about. Obviously there are some things that we can all get behind as far as some of her ideas that she's expressed in the show today. Um, so please go and follow her and uh, whether you're a Democrat or Republican or independent or whatever, I'm I'm certain that we can all agree that these are a few uh, ideas that we can all get behind. So, uh, it's definitely worth watching and seeing, you know, what happens over the next coming, uh, you know, couple of years. So, uh, I know that 2020 seems like a long way away, but it's really not guys. I mean, you know, days turn into weeks, weeks turn into months. And next thing, you know, there's another election. So, uh, go follow Sharman um, and, and go read the book. Definitely pick up Taming the Tida or Tida, sorry, Taming the Tida and, uh, and read it and, you know, see for yourself what you think the, the big deal is. So, uh, once again, that's what I've got for you today. I hope you've enjoyed everything. Uh, I'm going to put all of the contact information for Charmin and, of course, for myself in the show notes of this podcast episode so that it's easy for you to find. And when I post this, of course, I will uh, I will go ahead and include links and I will tag everyone involved so that it's very easy to connect with Charmin and myself uh, should you choose to do so. So uh, I hope that you found a lot of value in this episode as I have. And until I talk to you guys next time, take care of yourselves and take care of each other.